You're listening to the Forward Thinker Podcast with hosts Jared Teska, Mick Sweeney, and Greg Gelnit. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Forward Thinker. You are listening in with Mick, Greg, and Jared, and we are super stoked to be here. We just want to say a happy Merry Christmas ahead of time. We're super stoked about this season. It's such a season of joy, a season of Thanksgiving, a season of happiness, a season of Mick. Laughing like Santa, like Santa Claus. That was so legit, <laughs> that wasn't dude. Like that. that was Santa. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Wait, I hear the, the jingle bells. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're excited to be here tonight. It's been a couple of weeks. We took breaks for Thanksgiving and did some readjustments mm. and just got kind of some clarity. And we're super excited just to be back with uh, a new episode and thankful for all of you out there for listening and following us and... You're going to see some new stuff uh, happening this year, so we're really excited for you to hear some new material and uh, new stories and new experiences and just everything that's going on in our life. So I'm going to hand it off to Greg. He's going to lead this charge tonight. So yeah, brother, what you got yeah, for man. us? Well, dude, it's good to be in studio tonight with my brothers and... Uh, Honestly, this is this is like the most refreshing part of the day for me. Uh, worked Agreed. worked a long day, had a great day, but you know, you get to come home and sit home and relax and have some dinner with the fam and and just chill and then and then really just you know, really all week just processing. Okay, man, I, we got the forward thinker coming up on on Thursday. It's Thursday, right? Yeah, it's Thursday. I think so. Um, is it Thursday, Nick? <laughs> it's been a long week. It's bro, been so a long week. It could be during the week. <laughs> Whatever week you want. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it just super stoked to to come in and, and you know, do another episode. And, and you know, the the couple weeks that we were off, uh, man, God was really doing some stuff in, in all of our hearts and, and just really challenging us to use the platform that we have accordingly and yeah, um, not that, you know, what we were doing was was wrong or anything, but just, you know, kind of adjusting some stuff. And so tonight we're going to we're going to try to, you know, uh, to pivot a little bit, as as the Friends episode would say, to pivot. Right. And um, pivot, 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 <laughs> smelly cat, smelly cat. What are they feeding you? Smelly cat, smelly, smelly cat. cat. It's not your fault. <laughs> oh yes! Why are you both looking at me as you're singing this song? <laughs> we're trying to I get you. you like, come on, man! Come on! <laughs> but uh, it's so good. So so we're just um, you know tonight we're just we're just kind of winging this honestly and and coming in with you know with a scripture in mind and and just you know a, a thought to accomplish. But tonight we want to talk about um, basically disruption. And, and, you know, the thought of Jesus being the guy that's, you know, in the picture with the blonde hair and the blue eyes and the, and the rosy cheeks. And, and I actually had a picture over my, um, in, in my office one time that, that Jesus was wearing white pants. He had an acoustic guitar. He had blonde hair, blue eyes, and you couldn't have a bad day. Anytime you walked into the office and you looked at Jesus playing the acoustic over you, you're like, oh man, this is, this is amazing. Um, thanks America. It's like, it's like Reverend Tim Tom from the middle. 
No, it's when, like that '70s uh, show. Like how many yes, of those references yes, can we throw yes, out? When you hear stuff yes, like that, you yeah. can't say that the world's not racist. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus <laughs> was a blue-eyed white guy with long hair. It's like it was the, a, it was I like am this. not saying that he was. I am making fun of that statement. It's uh, the worst. It was a perfect yeah, way for me to give a shout out to my yeah. friends Daniela Bobadilla and Bo Weirich, who, uh, who who were in that show. So oh. Reverend Tim Tom, it's an amazing, an amazing. <laughs> That's example so awesome. of that it's so good but you know we think that jesus was this he's he fit in a certain mold and and he fit in a certain way and and tonight we just you know simply want to just kind of disrupt that and, and talk about that and you know i think everybody has a a thought or a concept of who jesus is and you know to me you know jesus is you know, I relate to Jesus probably a little bit different than Mick Wood or, or Jared Wood. I think everybody has their own relationship with Jesus, yeah. you know, and that's not wrong. Um, but tonight I want to I wanted to talk about the the thought and the and the the overarching theme of basically that Jesus was an absolute like he was a disruptor and he you know, you don't get put on a cross in the middle of Israel for hugging people and being nice. He was like the <laughs> Christian ver he was like the it's truth. I it's like a disruptor, but he's he was almost like the modern that day, that rebel of the time. Think about that. You know, I don't want to say rebel because that, that right. has a bad connotation, but yeah, I think he was a total rebel, like just against the grind. And, like, and we, we read these, yeah, we read these scriptures and, and we're like, oh man, well, you know, Jesus, he was, he was so perfect and he, and yes, he was God. He was all those things. But, but there was something inside that I think the message that God was trying to get across to humanity is, is that he was waking us up and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think Jesus said, I came to bring a sword. Didn't mm. he, didn't he say that? Yeah. He, he said, I came to, he, he's, he said, there's going to be times where you're going to have to pick up a sword. And, and so there, there's a, I, I know for a fact that Jesus, he turned over the tables in the temple and he, and he, he made a whip and he rebuked people. And, and we want to look at, at what, what pissed Jesus off? What made him <laughs> angry? Because if we can live in the, in the zone where we're not making Jesus mad, that'd be really good. That'd be, that'd be great. Right. Well, I think that's so good, Greg, because we've got to shatter this idea like that Jesus was this perfect um, man that, right? He was perfect, but it's the following that mm. our interpretation of perfection means he must have been mild and he must have been just <laughs> gentle, which, right. yeah, he was. Wow. He's, a, he's the totality of all these things. Those are all attributes in Christ and God, right? Right. But so are the rest of them. <laughs> he was, he also right. he also at times had had a righteous um, f fervent fire against the things that came against his father, mm. um, and that was not just the depraved uh, you know sinner that that we're so quick to always point as Jesus's focus, but he also did it against a lot more times actually against the church and against the religious, on, right? Not to say you you're horrible or any of these things, but he was very fair. And finding that fervency mm. towards a disruptive mindset mm. that challenged and made everybody better. That's so good, Mick. That's so good. And and I, I think we that's what we want to talk about tonight. We're gonna to use a you know, to us, Jesus wasn't 
you know, Jesus wasn't a, a mythology. This isn't like we're, we're not talking about like Lord of the Rings tonight. We're, we're not talking about, you know, something that you see in a movie. And although he was depicted in movies, but we're talking about someone that actually re- lived historically Jesus, documented historical figure. Uh, he, you know, he split time in two. Um, the, the guy affected humanity in a huge way. And, and we want to talk about it. We want to talk about the disruption that Jesus caused. And, and to us, to, to me, it, he was God. And so I, w- I want to look at a story in, there's, there's a book in the Bible. There's 66 books in the Bible. And uh, there's one book called John. And, and in chapter 9, um, we're going to talk about a, a, a very, very profound story uh, a profound happening in the life of Jesus and and just so you guys know when when we're looking at this and reading scripture we're not reading this to get material we're reading this you know every day to feed our souls and to feed our spirits and then when God breathes on something man we're going to follow the favor we're going to follow what God is saying to us and so so John chapter 9 I was reading this uh, on my lunch breaks and and in the morning this week and this is the the happening. I'm not going to call it a story because when people say, "Hey, this is the story." That just that to me that just immediately like it disqualifies, "Oh, it's it's a myth. It's a it's a story. It's not a story. It's it actually happened." And and so John um chapter 9 it says Jesus walked along and and just to prepare you guys, Mick and and, and Jared, they're they they're ready to go on this and and I'm on a I felt like the Holy Spirit wanted us to read through this whole chapter. And we're going to talk about this chapter. We're going to break it down as we're talking about it. Um, so just just be prepared to digest some of the Word of God tonight. Because if if all you hear is that, it, it's it's good. It says it says this in verse one of chapter nine, John it says Jesus walked along, and he saw a man who was blind since birth. Stop right there period. Jesus sees you when you can't see him. This is still true today. Mm. This is the truth today. There are people, myself, bad days, everybody. There are times in our lives where we're walking, we're doing stuff and we cannot see Jesus. And he looks through that situation and he sees us and he comes towards us. Mm. Think about this, Amen. you guys. Come Thank on. You, he, there's a blind guy, and then there's Jesus, and it says Jesus saw him. And it's so funny. The next verse, this, this, this story is so amazing to me. It says Jesus' disciples, they immediately go, they go, hey, teacher, 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 hello, back here. Hey. Um, why was this guy born blind? Was it because his parents sinned? Isn't it funny that religion always bottom lines it to blame shifting? Religion will always bottom line to a, it's someone's fault. It's this person's responsibility. It's this. And what happens, religion, if it doesn't take responsibility of personal sin, then you get no forgiveness. And isn't it funny? I I would have loved if Jesus would have responded and said, hey, no, it's actually your fault. Your sin actually caused him to be blind. Hmm. Think about that. (laughs) Think about that. 
they they wanted to blame the parents. They wanted to blame blame shift. They wanted to blame it. And it would have been so amazing if Jesus just busted them out and said, no, actually it was because you just cussed this, you know, you just looked at the prostitute over there and, and had a sinful thought. And that's why he's blind. And it, be- and it begs the thought of you tread lightly with this, but it is not having enough faith sin. Mm. Right, because if I'm questioning through a religious mindset or a questioning mindset why this person is this way or why this relationship broke on me and why it can't be healed or why it's got to be the norm, and, and that becomes the reality, could it be that that lack of faith to see the opportunity through Christ's eyes is a form of sin? And so this man is still blind. How many times have you walked by him? Right. You know, he's still blind. He was blind you didn't from have birth. Faith. Yeah. To stop and not blame people, instead reach your hand down and, and heal them. Dude, how how many times? Think that's so. That's how many really times good. have we gone to a church service or, you know, whatever, and, and you walk in and you and you go, man, I'm glad I'm not like that person. Yeah. Oh, sorry. If that seriously, let's let's get real. Let's get raw here. And yeah. and in all in all seriousness we as human beings compare ourselves to other people's circumstances and we look at it and we go man i'm glad i'm not like them yep this is that moment this is that moment and jesus is with them and he's he's looking at him and he's he sees the blind guy he walks towards him he's he's confronting him he's this guy was blind since birth he he's been a beggar He's poor. He's probably got holes in his clothes. He, the, the whole society, the whole city sees this guy. That dude, man, he's screwed up and something went wrong in his life. He's blind. His parents did something. And Jesus is here to disrupt the mental thought of that religious crap. That is, let me just say it, that is bad thinking. It's not forward thinking. It's religiosity. And Jesus, when he was put on the planet for 33 years, he did ministry for three out of the 33. And he disrupted so many bad thoughts. And um, so he goes, no, Jesus, this is Jesus's response. He goes, no, Uh, because of his blindness, you will see God do a miracle for him. Hmm. I, I stopped and I, I highlighted for him. It's personal. Yeah. So when you sit in church, when you sit with a crowd and you worship and you do all these things, man, I got to tell you something. Jesus is looking. He's staring at you. He's wanting to see you. He's waiting to hear you. He's wanting your attention. He's wanting to, he's wanting to bless you. A relationship with Jesus is personal. It's not based on a group. It's not based on a, a, a gathering of people, although that's good. We should not forsake that. But unless you have a personal relationship, Jesus is coming for for you to get that in your life yeah. even when you can't see him oh man oh so good you you know what i love about that what i love about that is when he said for him i really believe that for me what i get out of that that part of the scripture was god was saying no this happened to him so that and this was just for him in this moment he got he became blind so that he could see again wow he was born blind so that he could live what it is to have a miracle happen to him see you guys you guys get to see the miracle 
but he gets to experience the miracle. <laughs> okay, done. Thank you. So, Welcome to the Fourth so Thinker. We love you. To me, it was like, <laughs> wow. Here's a man who lived his whole entire life begging. What he didn't wow. know is that the greatness that was bestowed upon him was that one day he would see again, and there would be witnesses. There would be people whose lives were changed because of his miracle. Oh, bro. So how many people are out here experiencing what the blind man experienced, thinking they have nothing to offer, thinking they have nothing to give, thinking they're a loser, thinking they're this, that, and this, when really what God has put is letting you go through is so that you can be a miracle for someone else to see. Oh, come on. That's what I see in oh, it. Tag on. me in, coach. Tag me in. Okay, so I, I want to hit a seasonal uh, tie-in on this. So right now we're approaching this beautiful day we, in the, every year we, we get to celebrate called Christmas, right? This time of year, there's more and more um, separation of um, those who can purchase and those who can't. And there's more, um, there's more example of community um, and kindness um, and examples of godliness all around the globe. But how many of us, to tie this, this scripture into a modern day example, how many of us have pulled out of a, a shopping center this week and have been met with somebody with a cardboard sign in their hand mm. asking for food, asking for clothing, and our response isn't to stop, roll down our window, hand them a dollar, hand them five bucks, hand them 20 bucks. Our response is, well, it looks like you have a cell phone in your pocket. Uh, I see a bike sitting over there. That mm. bike's a better bike than I own. And we literally, our response today becomes the same response as this situation. Mm. Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents? We're saying, oh, well, you're probably not really poor, and you probably did something to deserve it. Or you walked away from your call, you walked away from your promise, and the, the reality is, no, it's not our jo job to, to judge these people. It wasn't these guys' job to, to find out where this guy, man's blindness came from. He, he stayed blind, and these people potentially are staying poor because of judgment. Think about it. Right, that. because of judgment. And, and on the disruption side, Greg, mm -hmm. we look at this, and I love the word that they use when they call out to Jesus in this script, in this reference, right? Rabbi. Okay, we've talked about this before. You cannot come under a relationship to have a rabbi or to call someone rabbi mm -hmm. unless certain things have been met. Mm -hmm. Jesus went to his disciples and said, hey, leave your fishing net, mm -hmm. leave those things, drop them and pick it up, pick up, pick up our relationship, mm -hmm. right? And come and follow me. Come be a fisher of men. Come and, come and follow me. See, to be, to be in a rabbi relationship, the, 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 the student has to leave everything and cling to the rabbi's That's world, right. right? The rabbi then is given the authority to speak life, mm -hmm. and there's a relationship. Jesus speaking to his students this way was a very disruptive thing because he mm. knew the only way I can break off a bad thought process is to disrupt your mindset and say, no, it was because of you to challenge you to do this. Think about but that. But here's the difference. That the, this, is what, this is something that I, I want everyone to understand. We've got folks out there today who are amazing people, amazing believers, who are running after God in a lot of different ways, yet judgment seems to precede everything they do. Mm -hmm. Okay? Self-judgment. Self-judgment. Listen, you don't have the right to speak over anyone's life unless they have dropped everything they are and they submit to you and your authority over their life. Mm. 
If you haven't earned the right to speak truth into their life, shut your mouth because you're the problem. Come on. (laughs) Because you're tapping into the same issue that's caused them to not see Christ. Mm. The same religious, the same, the same attack, the same judgment. Mm. You're, you're just another vice of it. Mm -hmm. And and you are the problem. Mm. Because you haven't done what it's taken. You haven't served. You haven't, you haven't left everything to go find these people. You haven't given up anything. It hasn't cost you anything. So all you're doing is sit back in your piety Come and on. you're wanting to judge people. And Jesus here in two, in two sentences within chapter nine, literally debunked our entire <laughs> funk that we still see today when we see these broken people mm. in a doorway or on a street corner or Yay, in Walmart shopping center as we're pulling out after we just went and spent $400 on Christmas Mm. gifts for our kids. Come on. Dude, isn't it funny that religion, judgment, and religiosity misses the person and it it puts its attention on the sin? Mm-hmm. So you have a person like like think about that if if you were to just solution base and just and just play the movie forward on the religious side of this what does that do it's hey there's the blind guy that I walked past for the last 10 years and I saw him and I said hi to him a couple times but play the movie forward does he ever get healed does he ever have a miracle for himself that's good does he ever have anything? He, he just sits in his corner. He sits in his thing and, and he's stuck there. And until, until Jesus disrupts, shows up and, and literally looks at this guy, a miracle for him. Check this out. It goes on and it says, it says, no, it wasn't. But because of his blindness, you will see God work a miracle for him. As long as it is day, we must do what the one who sent me wants me to do when night comes, no one can work. We won't even go into that scripture. That is, Jesus is throwing some beef down that it, it, he's, his disciples are probably deer in the headlights. He's like what? And then he goes, Hey, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world this week. Just so you know, when this happened, this was the week of Hanukkah. I just learned this. I went to the the Beit Abba service and learned this. Jesus announced that he was the light of the world. And what they did in Israel during this time is they would light the menorahs. So you have a guy that has never seen before. Okay, let's get our acting, our, 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 our creative mode on right now. And think about this. This guy has been blind for decades. He has never seen before in his life. The first time he is going to see, he's going to walk into one of the most beautiful cities in the world and see it lit up as Jesus is declaring, Hey, I am the light of the world. Jesus did nothing by, by, like, by happenstance. He is, he's making a prophetic statement saying, hey, this miracle is for him, but the message is for you. Exactly. Come on. Well, you know what? So, I, it, it, go, go, go for it, it Jay. You know what I love just right on that part? It's just a quick thing, but yep. I really, really love the fact that the first thing he sees is Jesus. Oh, bro. Isn't that truth? That the first thing that God wants you to see is him first. Think about that. I, I love that. Think, so so let, let me explain how this how this goes down. So so he's he's blind, right? So he's um, 
and a lot of people with physical, you know, handicaps, I think they have, they have a lot of, um, overstimulation, if that makes sense. And so, so just imagine, okay, so when I'm reading this scripture, just so you guys know, man, when, when I read scripture, I don't just like buzz through it. And that's not a problem. If you read through it and, and buzz through it, good, just, just read it. But when I'm reading, man, I'm trying to gain and, and glean from it. But so, so this guy, he's blind. He probably has an overstimulation problem with his ears, with, with everything. He's sitting on the side of the road. He's poor. Think about this. Can you imagine being blind in New York? Oh. Being blind in, in a city, sitting on a city, you hear high pitch ringing. You hear horns, sirens, and you hear, you hear all this, this chaos. And, and he's probably so accustomed to the chaos that's going on. He's yeah. totally tuned out. He's sitting there and suddenly you hear in the middle of the cast. Boop, hey. Yep. Hey, hey, hey. And if you look at the scripture, Jesus doesn't ask his permission to heal him. He doesn't point. ask. There's there's circumstances in the Bible where he says, hey, do you want to be healed? Pick up your mat and walk. This time he doesn't even ask him. He just, the chaos, the people walking by, throwing coins at him, oh, sh- talking trash about him. He can hear all that. Hey, 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 hey. That's good. I can imagine you. Disciples are like, oh, what is going on? <laughs> is hey, he hey, about to rebuke hey. this guy? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my, what's going on? Hey, hey, um. He, well, and he feels something like wet and weird on his eyes. And, and he, he, what are you doing? What are you doing? And Jesus, just the man and the God who he, God who he was, he grabs the back of his head and probably grab, holds onto his hair and just, just wipes this mud on his face, right? He spits on the ground, wipes the mud on his face, and he's holding him. And he, and he goes, hey, 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 hey. Doesn't even pray. Doesn't even ask God. I mean, he was God. Doesn't even... Anything, I'm just, he, he goes, Hey, do you know where, you know where, uh, the pool of Salome is? You know where, you know where Salome is? What, 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 what? I, I'm not, I, I can't see. I don't know. What are you talking about? Hey, go to the pool of Salome. Mm. Find somebody. Go to the pool of Salome. All right, boys, let's go. He's sitting there. <laughs> I can just imagine. He's sitting there. What just happened to me dude somebody just wiped something nasty all over my face i think i heard him spit a looch Someone put like a looch on my freaking like spit put it on my face i what is going okay all right imagine this you guys imagine trying being blind in san francisco and trying mm. to go from like one block to the other mm. This is the point that I got. Take your encounter with Jesus and run into every person you can run into the whole week long. Come on. When you are blind and when Jesus comes and he touches you and he hits you and he, he encounters you, man, this blind guy got up and he was probably bumping into all sorts of crowds. He was bumping into everybody. He goes down into the pool of Siloam. He washes, washes off his face and he looks up and he sees the city of Israel lit up. Mm. Oh, bro. I love the fact that. It wasn't someone's position that got Jesus's attention. It was their it was their suffering. Like here's a guy who he didn't earn Jesus's attention. He wasn't famous, he mm. wasn't popular. 
he wasn't well known he wasn't rich he didn't have high standing with people he didn't have a well-known character he had none he had zero zero he was a beggar on the street and jesus stopped in his perfect form and who he was in the man uh, a man in god he was he was god and he was man stopped and gave all the attention to him and did a miracle to me it's like like for me like i I look at that and go man how many times have i been struggling have i needed the encouragement have i been failing and god stopped everything just for me Hmm. like how many people are out Hmm. there missing out on that interaction with Jesus just because they simply don't know him. Mm. And he's waiting to interact. He's waiting to pick you up. He's waiting to show you that he wants you and that, and that you are important to me. It's like, that's, that's the miracle to me. That's the miracle. It's personal. It's personal. It's personal. I, I think that's what's interesting too about the, the pool of Siloam, right? Siloam is that the word Siloam means sent, right? <laughs> so, so good. this is the pool that, hey, that you are sent. <laughs> hey, you, hey. This was believed in this pool. The history of this pool was believed that this was the pool that the rabbis, oh, <clears throat> get, man. get this, come on, that this is the rabbis bathed. Oh, okay. So it was even the religious of the time. Uh, the scent pool. This is the pool of the waters that Jesus sent the blind man with spit mud on his eyes to go bathe. And I, and I can just imagine this guy finding his way. Yeah, I know where it is. I know where it is, Rabbi. I know where it is. And here he goes, and he's walking through the streets of Jerusalem, and here's mud cake spit on his eye, and he's walking, and people are looking at him. He already They've already seen him a million times, and he already looked bad enough, but now here he is, and he's got mud. Eye. Oh, my gosh, he's gone crazy now. He's mental. You know, Send him to an Think island. Get him out of here. And here he is. He's like, no, no, I'm sent. I'm sent. I'm going to the waters because I'm sent. Oh, bro. How many people jumped on? Hey, what are you doing? You, you can't be in here. No, no, I'm sent. Yeshua sent me. Jesus, my rabbi, sent me. I'm here to bathe in the waters. He told me to be sent. Well, you, you can't come in here. This is for rabbis only. Well, I, I was sent. I was sent. And here he is. He gets in the waters. Come on, and the bro. waters that That's have been so the waters this... that have soaked the religious, that have soaked in those waters day after day after day and have never felt anything other than a ritual. A man who was blind, who was begging in a doorway, who was sent to the same waters had a different result. What's interesting about those waters, Greg, is those waters are the same waters found in Isaiah 8, chapter 8. And there, um, I want want to read this. This, he, He referred to them as the waters of Shiloh. Okay, it's, it's the same exact water base. Okay, it, these, these were built by Hezekiah. This water basin was cool. built by Hezekiah to bring, it's the, it was the only, get this, it was the only natural fresh water system in all ah, of Israel. We've been uh, there. I've, I've, I've been to that. You've been well, there. That's Siloah. Shut. 100%. Ah. Hezekiah's tunnel, city of David. Oh. That is the pool of Siloah. Okay. 
it was the only place that was there. Then in Babylonian rule, got broken down and got rehabilitated and then became like a bathing area for people in the area, right? But what's crazy is Shaloah, check this out. Listen, listen what he's spoken in, and Greg, I don't want to take this so much, but in Isaiah Please. 8, he says this in, in verse 5, the Lord spoke to me again, because this people has refused the waters of Shaloah that flow gently and rejoice over Rezin and the son of Remliah. Therefore, behold, the Lord is bringing up against them the waters of the river, mighty and many, the king of Assyria and all his glory. And it will rise over all its channels and go over all its banks. And it will sweep on into Judah. It will overflow and pass on, reaching even the rock. And its outspread wings will fill the breadth of your land, O Emmanuel. Be broken, you peoples, and be shattered. Give ear, all you far countries. Strap on your armor and be shattered. Strap on your armor and be shattered. Wow. Take counsel together, but it will come to nothing. Mm. Speak a word, but it will not stand, for God is with us. <laughs> so you look at the representation of these waters mm-hmm. and the richness looking forward, looking backward, Shaloa, Soluia, right? You look at these different, this, the same water group that's this fresh water source, and what this man was sent to mm. was a water's that were anointed by the Lord. That's incredible. These were anointed waters that, look, the mud on his eyes, I, I think was probably fun for Jesus. Right. Because this is where we talk about him being a disruptor, Greg. <laughs> right. and, and I go, I crack up at these right. stories now because, you know. Yeah, did I, he I have to do that? It. No. No, no. I look at it and I go, okay, cool. This is awesome. This is my yeah. people's, you know, bloodline. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. And I go, because this is what it's about. You're not only going to challenge the religious mm-hmm. mindset of those mm-hmm. that are around you, but I'm also going to chain tri- trip you out a little bit. Watch me yep. spit in his mouth. I right. can just think, see him, Greg. Right. Hey, watch this. Right. Oh, this was awesome. This is awesome. Yep. And he's getting it because he knows. Look, it's not about the spit. It's no, not no. about that. I'm sending you, and because I right. sent you, it's the waters where Come I'm sending on. you that rep- what they represent is healing. Come on, and restoration. Sure. But it takes. What does it take? Obedience. It takes obedience, and it takes casting off the religious mindset yep. in his yep. in his students that mm-hmm. he challenged, mm-hmm. but Just also the blind man coming into the waters in front of the religious Think about that. that never understood and never accepted <laughs> Jesus. He was challenging a religious mindset on Think the about that. Have you, you know, ever, have you ever gotten to like a hot tub, like on a vacation resort and totally, <laughs> you totally like mess everybody's vibe up. You're like, everybody's like, like there's one couple and they're like chilling with their drinks and they're all like, you know, romantic and stuff. And then you're the guy you're like, you're that guy. The answer is yes. I have. Done I've seen Jerry do it. Throw, this, throw his arms back. What's up? What's up? You accidentally put Think your arms that. around someone else's wife on accident because right, you're right, trying to stretch out right, and relax. And they're like, what does this guy touch me? Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. You're like, dude, get your hands. I'm like, dude, what? This pool is so small. Think this about that. Fall. This is this is that moment, dude. Jesus literally is setting it's this true. this guy up to mess with the religious mindset of of the people that have their folded little priestly cloths over to the left and their servants that are watching them and handing them towels and all this stuff. And this guy who probably hasn't changed his clothes in like God knows when mm. walks in broken completely. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you something, though. You just hit on something. That is the difference between people that want to follow and people that are sent. 
when you are chosen by God and you follow what God has chosen you to do versus someone that is waiting for someone to put you on the stage, to mm. put you on mm. your right path, yeah. to set you in your ministry, to set you uh, into your dream. Instead, when you answer the call yourself, it's greater when Jesus sends you. Come on. It's greater it's when you him. answer the call for directly. Yeah. See, the thing Think is, is that. like, God can send Mick and Greg to send me a message and I can receive that message, right? But it's now gone through someone else's hands. It's now been translated right. through someone That's else's words. Jared. You can go tell me a message, but if I hear it directly... It's far more powerful when I hear it directly and I listen to the direct word that God's given me. Let me say something on that. His voice comes from proximity. Mm. And when you can't hear his voice directly unless you're close to him and you can, you can hear it from someone else, someone else can hear it and they can tell you. But what Jared just said is so key because you have the ability to hear the voice of God for yourself. And this is a shy, this is an example of that. And, and a lot of people in this scripture stop here and they're like, man, he was healed. It was, oh, he was healed. That was awesome. Like, like they, they just stop here. And I, I got to say that the rest of the story is probably better than the beginning. Mm. This is one of the most profound story, like not story, but but happenings that it, look at this. I, I want to call out to how this guy responds being put on the spot because it's so brilliant and so so like millennial. It's such a millennial response. Bring it to to the these religious people because. You know, the religious mindset is like, oh, let me go find a really this is a recipe problem. Oh, come on. This this is really <laughs> a good. this is a recipe problem. Th this this does not fit the recipe of the tri-tip or the chicken pot pie of the religious day. This is completely this is not in the recipe. This is like putting garlic on raspberry cheesecake. This is, this is, I don't know if that would be good. That kind of actually sounds good, but, but this is sounds, Jesus. Sounds actually amazing. I think it's a horrible example. <laughs> that's super risque. That's super risque. And I'm, raspberry. And yeah, I'm super excited about that. But I was reading this. I'm like, dude, this is a recipe problem. This is literally, this doesn't fit the recipe. And that's, and people don't know what they simply, humanity doesn't know what, and it's not our fault. Let me say that again. It is not our fault that we don't understand the ways of God. They're just higher. They're just bigger. They're just better. They're just, they're just above us. So this is a recipe problem. And, and, you know, a lot of us, we want to blame the Pharisees. And I'm going to blame them. And let's, let's let, look at this. It says this, the day when Jesus made the mud and he healed the man was on the Sabbath. We're not going to go off on that, but, but you're not allowed to do anything on the Sabbath pretty much. Um, but it's funny. Let me say this one thing. If one of the religious peoples, the Pharisees, if their animal fell into a hole, they would save the animal, but they wouldn't go after and actually save a person, a human being. So I um, may or may not have had cabbages thrown at me in Jerusalem <laughs> on the Sabbath in a taxi. <laughs> you 
did not. Oh, uh, we got to we, bro, bro. We got to tell that My story. My story ends there. Okay, okay just all right. We're, we're gonna come back to that. That is amazing. So, so Jesus is he's breaking all the rules, and and Mick's gonna tell the story soon. And he's breaking all the rules. He's having cabbage thrown at him, and and. The, the people took the man to the religious leaders. They just, they, they didn't know what to do with him. They, they grabbed him. They're like, okay, come, you're busted. Come with us. They asked him how he was able to see. And he answered, hey, <laughs> I love this answer. Hey, Jesus made some mud and he speared it on my eyes. And then after I washed it off and I could see. And, and, mm. and, and some of the Pharisees said, well, no, 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 no. The recipe doesn't wait. Hold on, hold on. It's way we have we have like twenty seven points on on how that can that how that can happen. And some of the Pharisees said, "This man, uh, Jesus, he doesn't come from God. And if he did, he would not break the law of the Sabbath." And others asked, "How could someone who's a sinner work such a miracle?" And the Pharisees could not agree among themselves. So dissension and all this stuff's coming in, and and and. Uh, and, and they say, what do you say about this guy who healed your eyes? And he, and this guy's answer is so brilliant. He goes, oh, he's a prophet. He's a prophet. <laughs> just straight truth. Just like insta truth. Just, oh yeah, he's a prophet. Like anything else? Can I go? Because I, I can see now. I'm going to go like, I'm going to go like enjoy the garden. Or I'm going I'm, I'm to go, I'm going to go grab some round table. Yeah. So I'll yeah. see you guys like, over what, there. Do you need anything else? He's a prophet. And the Jewish leaders would not believe the man who was once blind. And they sent for his parents. They're like, okay, stop. This is too big. They sent for his parents and they asked him, is this your son? And the parents, man, this, this is jacked up. They said, uh, we're certain that it's our son and we know that he was born blind, but we don't know how he got his sight or who gave it to him. Ask him. He's old enough to speak for himself. I have a feeling that the parents probably abandoned this guy. And, and and now that he's healed and Jesus rescued him, they probably didn't know what to do with him. He's even disrupting this guy's family. Okay. Man. Mm. He's 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 just changing everybody. It, it's this is brutal. It, and it's, isn't it funny that miracles, like a real miracle actually causes a lot of problems mm. in people's lives? Well, not even just a miracle. Anytime a question that is asked that disrupts your comfortabilities, the religious reaction tends to be the thing that comes out. Come on. And you know what's crazy about that is if you think about it, what the truth behind the, the layer, the foundation of that is that it's all about self-centeredness at that point. Most people that were in that situation, they didn't want him to be, they wanted him to remain blind. Totally. It was more this comfortable. This was about that. When you disrupt even... that, how many people oh, are man. affected in, like you said, in a negative way? It's like, I'm not used to this. Well, I, it's, I'm uncomfortable. I'm not. It, you know. I think what's, what's crazy about this, you guys too, is when you look at Hezekiah, Greg, when he yeah. built, when he built this, this stream, this, mm. this water source, he built it, uh, 2 Kings 2020. He built this. 2020, hello. 2020, bridge. right? Go see it. Go vision. Mm-hmm. Hello, right? Mm-hmm. Go bathe in the water and now you can see. Mm-hmm. Right? Look at the foretelling on this. He built it. Here's Hezekiah, 8th, 8th, century, 8th, 8th century, right? So we're talking the year 780, right? So here he is um, <laughs> building this water source. Um, excuse me. What is it? 700 BC? BC. Yeah. BC, excuse yeah. me. Um 
he, here is 700 BC. He's creating this. We're talking a thousand, you know, years probably before this is happening. Nine hundred years, eight fifty, and we're we're sitting in this mode, and this man is running to a water source, whose sole intent when it was created was for what? It was for the safety and the event that fresh water could be there in the event that the city was besieged. Mm. Mm. So Jesus is saying, I send you oh, man. to on. a water source that was made for such a time like this because our city has been besieged, mm. not by outer enemies, Come on. but by an, inten- an mm-hmm. internal mindset mm. that is creating more havoc mm. than the external mm. could ever impart on us. Come on. That's so I'm really sending good. you there to get the healing from a water source that was meant for that time and for this time, not to only heal this man, but to smack the religious mindset oh, in the face. That's uh, uh, Yeah, I think that's the perfect example of God's goodness. It's the perfect example of come to me, those who are weary, mm-hmm. th- those who need, yeah. those who are suffering, come to me. I will feed you. I will. Y- you can drink from me. Drink from my well. Drink from who I am. Come on, man. You know what I mean? I, I think re- religion always has a self-serving agenda. It's always gonna serve self, and and I think Jesus was disrupting this. He he was he was absolutely saying, "Listen, this this whole idea of God and and Abba and 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 this whole idea of of the Old Testament, everything is not meant to serve you." Do you know the priests actually had had streets that they were only allowed to walk on? It had gotten so bad that they weren't even walking with the normal people. Mm. They were up walking on bridges and, and looking down on the people. Do you know there was a temple coin? There was a temple coin. So when Mary and Joseph and all these people would come and to do their festivals and do their things, they would have to sell their stuff and exchange it for a temple coin and lose a percentage of the money that they brought so that the priest could take it and exchange it and give it for a temple coin. This this is why this is why Jesus came to disrupt because he said listen my house will be a house of prayer it will not be a house of den uh, a den of thieves and all all this stuff anyway that's going on but going with this it, it says the man answered listen you guys you're asking me all these questions i have already told you once you refuse to listen. Why do you want me to tell you again? He's like wanting to go get round table. He goes, do you also want to become his disciples? <laughs> He's, so their, their mindset is backfiring on them. They're looking, they're, they're getting embarrassed. The leaders were insulted. And then they said, you're his follower. We're followers of Moses. And, and they begin to quote all this, all this religious stuff. And in verse 30, how strange the man replied. He goes, he healed my eyes. And you don't know where he came from. We know that God listens only to people who love and obey him. This was his, his thought. God doesn't listen to sinners. This was his, his thought. And this is the first time in history anyone has ever given sight to the, someone's blind. Jesus could do nothing unless he came from God. That, that's his testimony. The leaders told the guy, hey, you're kicked out of church. <laughs> they, the, the only answer was check this out and then I'll shut up and end with this he, they said you are no longer welcome in church we don't understand you we don't understand what happened you're kicked out get out 
And it says this in verse 35, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know of any other time Jesus tracks down somebody that he's healed ever in scripture. I don't know if he's ever tracked somebody down. I don't think so either. It, It says when Jesus heard what happened, he went and he found the man again. He found the guy again. And he goes, hey, Jesus is messing with people. He goes, hey, do you have faith in the Son of Man? And in that time, it meant, do you have faith in like the coming Messiah? And and, and the guy goes, the blind guy goes, or the once blind guy, he goes, sir, if, if you just tell me who he is, I'll put my faith in him. Pure, just a pure response. Dude, he's just like, tell me. It proves that he was blind. Yeah. It proves that he, he was blind. He didn't know what he looked like. He didn't know what he looked He's like. He's talking to He's the guy talk- who healed him. <laughs> and Jesus is messing with him. And he goes, hey, you've already seen him. In fact, you're looking at him right now. So good. And, and then it says, the guy's response is, is, and I don't know what this looks like, but he goes, hey, I put my faith in you. And then it says he worshiped him. What is, what is, what is an act of public worship look like? I don't know. Man, let me. I have a couple of things in my head right now that I got to get out. Do it. Two things. Just a thought. If Jesus was here right now in the physical today doing ministry, I don't know if he would have an Instagram. Mm. We talk about self seeking, we talk about all these guys' response in this, this chapter was self-focused right it was out of their desire to get attention or is out of jealousy that they didn't get the time with jesus that they didn't get the credit that they weren't the chosen person for a miracle and when jesus was such a dis- disruptor I don't know if he would be the way we see Come on. we see speakers doing it today. Yeah. Jesus was famous for one thing. He was famous for love. Mm. It was love. Think about that. Think about that. Love casts out all fear. Come on. It, it, you know, the description of love in 1 Corinthians 13... That ingredient was so perfect, perfectly described and played out mm. in this story. Mm-hmm. This is what made Jesus the Messiah, was the perfect agape love that he brought. This love cast out everything else, self, fear, doubt. It brought nothing but joy, peace, Love, compassion, faith. The gift of sight. The gift of sight. This guy received a miracle. And when he received the miracle, he had the faith. This guy never saw Jesus. Jesus is like, dude, dude, if you show me him, dude, I'll follow him for the rest of my life. Well, as a matter of fact, you've seen him. You're looking at him right now. Instantly. And he worshipped him. And to me, it's it's such a simple thing to me. Is like how many of us have or are walking through life and waiting for 
waiting for people mm. to lift us up, waiting for people mm. to approve us, people to do to do what's right. When the truth is, is that was never part of the makeup. That was never part of the plan. As a matter mm. of fact, God Come says, on. do not put your trust in men. Yep. But what? Put your trust in That's me. Right. That's put right. everything you have. When you're playing roulette, buddy, mm-hmm. put everything on 21. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, on yeah. 21. I'm yeah. number 21. Put it all on, on red. Yep. Put it all on the blood. Come put it on, all on the sacrifice. That's where you're going to win. That's where you're going. The disruption all is all in. you're all in or you're all out. That's right. God said, I'd rather have you cold or yep. hot, but I hate lukewarm. Yep. I'll spit you out of my mouth. Come on. That is the purest example of lukewarm Christianity and living. Come on. These guys were living on a fence and they yep. didn't know which choice to make. Yep. Because they were too comfortable. Yep. They were too happy with their comfortable position. Yep. Hey, does my robe look, robe look good? Is, is it, it good? Did, my wife ironed it today. And, is, and is again, it all right? I'm am not I, am bashing. Good? Yeah. Am I good? Is I'm not trying to bash on the fine? church. I think this is a wake-up call, though, that we have to look at this and say, for leadership, anybody, it doesn't matter if you're attending a church or you're a part of the body of Christ or you're you're on the stage. Dude, you're not there to get the hype you're not there to get the credit you're there to serve oh bro you're see, there to serve and, dude and i i see the guys i see i see his disciples i see these guys trying to follow jesus and and i don't think it was much different than it is today let me just be real totally and i'm gonna speak like a disruptor and come a pioneer because that's who it. i am yeah so if it offends you deal with it come um on. the reality is i think i see all these guys dressing in their robes and they're not trying to say hey does this look good i think they're trying to say hey do i look like jesus hmm Right. Wow. And, and hey, this is how Jesus wears it. And I'm wearing it. And, and, they, and they would show up and they would try and look like him because yeah. they felt like if they looked like him, they, they could be more like him. And, and today we see that today. We see a lot of people out there trying to look like Jesus, but they don't act like him. Right. Their actions don't match their, 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 their attire. Right. And, and the reality is no matter how great we dress and no matter how much we put on the robes of right self-righteousness and how much we put on the robes of separation and of piety and, and running after even what we think is a good hearted run after God, if it does not resemble a disruptive, broken man who was the son of God, mm. who, who broke down so much on a cross so that he, he yelled to his father, forgive them. They not know what they do. Mm. If we don't resemble that type of sacrifice yeah. in the times that we have the right to be right, you, let me just be, speak to the Christians Come listening. On, you don't have the right to be right. Come on. You have the right to, to, to live a life of righteousness, and you have to sacrifice <laughs> the first part of that word, which is the word right, so that the end word, us, can have its, have its opportunity. And if you don't sacrifice the right, you'll never reach us. The, the reality is that you will never, ever, ever live a life like Jesus Come if you on. can't throw off the robes and stop thinking you look like him. Oh man. And I love this, Greg, is in verse 39. These are some of my favorite verses. Can I am I is that okay? Dude, please, please okay. take it. I love 39, 40. So G- Jesus then said, and, I, and I'm I'm no. reading out of the, the message version because yeah, it's pretty cool. it's pretty yep. date for I was today. Out at, out, I was out of the ESV. Okay, so check this out. He said, I came into the world to bring everything into the clear light of day. <laughs> making all the distinctions clear 
so that those who have never seen will see. And those who have made a great pretense of seeing will be exposed as blind. Mm. That's verse 20, 39. Let's, let's pause there for a minute. Look, there's people today that say, I know God. I'm running after God. Hey, I'm in church 24-7. I go to every conference. I'm in my quiet Jesus. secret place. Come on. They walk outside their secret place. They walk outside their darn house, and they see the broken. They see the hurting. They see the, the, the people on, that bro. they would cast as being sinners and the unloving, and they don't reach down to find out why the blind man in the middle of the aisleway is broken and needing because their mindset and their eyes are so set yeah. on if they can just dress more like Jesus I'll be more like him that they're walking right by Jesus himself. Wow. You're walking away from Jesus when you're walking to try and look like him and not act like him. He didn't call He didn't call us into being and give us this gift of life and eternity and on this, this place on earth so we can look a certain way. Mm. He gave it to us to go into the world and make disciples, be a rabbi, find those people and say, hey, leave your stuff. Hey, let's go have coffee. Hey, I've noticed you stink. You must be homeless. Hey, you know what? You, you're broken. You must have been abused and battered. And guess what? I don't care what the reason is. I love you. You have worth because guess what? If I don't have that and that's not the fruit of my life, I'm more blind than they are. Come on. I'm the so blind good. man. They're not blind. I'm blind. I'm the one that's setting myself up for this. And in verse 40, he says, check this out. Some Pharisees overheard him and said, now here's the religious smack in the face again we were talking about earlier. I love Jesus because he's so disruptive in this way. <laughs> Does that mean you're calling us blind? So listen, and let, me, and let me just speak to that segment of you listening, if you're listening. If not, and you know somebody who is, go tap them on the shoulder and get them to listen right now because this is for them. Anytime truth hits the environment of religious mindset, offense and defense are the two reactions that will be had every single time. That's absolute truth. Who is this guy? These right? Pharisees overheard heard them and they got defensive. Does that mean you're calling us blind? How dare you? No, no. I just sent a blind man with spit covered mud on his eyes to your bath that you bathe in every single week or month before every festival Pharisee that you don't even see me. And I just sent a blind man to your bath that Hezekiah built for such a time as this so that we would all see and you don't even see me. The blind man sees me. You don't see me and you have sight. You are more blind than he is. And he says this in verse 41, Jesus said, if you were really blind, you would be blameless. But since you claim to see everything so well, you're accountable for every fault and failure. So this is the challenge to everyone. I don't care if you're a full-time minister listening. Come on. I don't care if you're a full-time uh, blue-collar worker and you're listening. If you call yourself a son, a daughter, a lover of God, a, a redeemed individual in the, in the aspect and loving abode of Christ, if you take on a mindset and a religious judgment towards people that don't look the way you think they should, you're going to be accountable for every one of their faults and every one of their failures. That's why Jesus said, you're not, you're asking the wrong question. This isn't a cause and effect. This is because of you. Mm. And this is how we will look like those that mm. Jesus was counseling then. 
to say, if you see these people as anything other than the way I see them, yeah. it's your fault. Mm. I, I personally don't want to be carrying that cross. No I don't way. know about you guys. No way. Man, I, I, all I know is I want to be a disruptor. I want to be a disruptor. That was so good, Mac. Bro. Sorry, a little intense Can, probably, but... Let me let me just say, like... No, it was so I, good. I, I want to be a disruptor. I feel like, like you were saying, Greg, in this whole entire, like story of this what is god calling you to disrupt mm, that's it bro what are you supposed to be disrupting in your life right now that, that you've brilliant. been holding on to come on man that you've been clinging on to mm. and the only way to get that out to get that out of your life to get that away to get away from it whatever that is that could be an influence that could be a habit that could be anything what is God calling you to disrupt and how do you disrupt it? What are the ways, this is my question to you guys here as forward thinker, what are the ways that we can encourage people to disrupt mm. their lives for Jesus? Come on, man. I have a, a very practical response and I, I want to honor these guys tonight because they in my life have been people ha who have asked me very practical questions to think to emotional responses that I've had. And I want to say this, if you're listening, you're still listening and you're offended at what we're saying. Good. Good. Yeah. It's, it's probably because you need to it's, change something. It, it's good. And, and, and let me challenge you. Keep listening. And let's keep, be honest. They're not alone. Cause I find myself in that place too. Where totally, I find myself, well, I get offended by things yep. and I realize, Oh yep. man, I've got, I've got a messed up mindset on that. Yep. I've got to submit that. Come on. And, 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 and I, I was at a, a, a church. I, I won't say the name. It, um, it's not a church you guys know. Um, but, but we were there and, and um, hanging out and there, there was a kid and, and there was hundreds of young people. And uh, we, you know, me and my wife, we've been in youth ministry for a while. So we're kind of drawn to just like, like looking at the wallflowers, looking at those, those kids that are, that are not paid attention to. And, and uh, there was a kid there that, that was sitting by himself in a crowd of hundreds of young people and no one was talking to him. Yeah, he was socially awkward. Yeah, he was he was socially, you know, uh probably not the coolest person on the uh, in, in you know, in the room and he was just sitting there and his physical appearance, he was actually hunched over. He was hunched over and and he was you could sense the stress on him and so so me and tam we see him and we're like oh we're gonna we're gonna go talk to this guy because that's kind of that's kind of you know that's just who who we are man and, and we're not trying to take glory for it but anyway we we go over and we sit down with him and, and we're like hey dude what's going on man and, and there happened to be like a checkers board right right next to us or yeah a checkers board and we're, and we're like hey would you play checker checkers with us didn't even respond. Hunched over. Didn't even respond. Hundreds of people. Hmm. I grabbed, I grabbed a, a thing of checkers and, and my wife grabbed a thing of checkers and, and I split the checkers in half and gave them half. He didn't even want them. I said, no, 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 no. you're going to take these. Take them. 
and, and we p- began to play checkers and and uh and it, it took about five minutes and he began to open up and uh and, and i go hey bro have you ever played checkers before and 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 he was like i played this hundreds of times i'm like have you ever won he goes i've i've won hundreds of times and we're like oh it's on Oh, it's on. <laughs> and Tammy, my wife's like, you could see the sparkle in her eye. And she's like, I'm, she's like, I'm going to tear I'm, this kid I'm up. I'm going to attack this guy. And she's like, <laughs> boom, she throws a checkers thing in there. And he throws one in. She throws one in. He throws one in. And, and it's like, it's it's on, dude. The checkers with full force checkers oh, yeah. going it's on. Over. And and boom, this the service starts. And, and I was like, hey, man, the, the service has started. But but can we play with you after? Can we, can we play checkers with you after? Come on. Wow. I'm telling you right now, man, there it's not about church attendance and sitting in the seat and checking the mark off. Mm-hmm. When you go there and you ask yourself, "Hey, am I blind? What can what do you want me to see tonight, God?" Mm-hmm. The the question was by Jared how how can we fix this? Maybe having an antenna up of when I go to Walmart, when I go to church, when I go wherever. God, what do you want me to see? It, it's it's just saying yes mm. to the things that are like, hey, there's a there's a guy that's forgotten right over there. He doesn't have anybody. So good. He doesn't have a friend. Oh so man, that but, to me is what ministry is, dude. Sometimes, oh my gosh. Sometimes to find yourself, it has to not be about you. Sometimes for you to win, sometimes for you to discover the true revelation about love and compassion, for you to receive it, sometimes you have to be the first one to give it. Sometimes you actually end up having to make the sacrifice once again. I remember I was at, um, I'm going to name the church. I mean, I was at TFH uh, in a service. I have to, cause I was, it was very specific. I think I told you guys this on one of our episodes that never got aired. I was at church during worship and people were introducing themselves to people. And I turned around and I saw this kid and God said, I want you to shake his hand and find out his name. I'm like, well, I was going to do that anyways. You know, you, you know how you start getting an attitude with God. Sometimes you're like, dude, I was already going to do that, bro. I'm ahead of you, bro. And he's like, you're going to shake his hand. You're going to ask him his name directly. And I shook his hand. I'm like, hey, what's up, bro? I said, what's your name, man? He said, my name's Maximus. I said, are you for real? Legit. Great name. Uh, I said, are you for Maximus real? Maximus Aurelius. He's like, yeah, my, my name's Maximus. And uh, I want, you're going to look up the, the definition of the, word, the name Maximus real quick for me. So I forgot. But uh, I'm sitting there in worship. And worship goes on. And God kept ringing his name Maximus in my ear. And I'm like, what the freak is going on with this name Maximus? I mean, it's like I've seen the movie, you know, like the gladiator and <laughs> all these things. And uh, he said, I want you to look up the definition of Maximus. Sorry, he said his name is Max. That's what it was. His name was Max. 
And I was like, oh, that's a rad name, dude. You know, like, that's cool. So after, you know, when you're in a big church and there's tons of people, you get mixed up with who's there. Totally. People, you, you lose track. And he was like already like almost out of the building. And I'm like freaking out because I'm like, dude, I'm supposed to tell this guy something. I don't know, even know at this point. I just knew the definition. And I walked up to him and I said, hey, man. I said, can I give you a word real quick? And he was literally awkward with me. He was like, um, like, this guy's... <laughs> he probably didn't even know what the no, word, he, word he's like, meant. this guy's <laughs> heck a word. Like, his mom, and, his mom and his brother were with him, and they were like, just kind of looking at me like, oh, my gosh. I said, hey, man, I'm not trying to be weird, dude. I just wanted to see if I could, if I could speak a word over you, dude. He goes, well, yeah, If okay. you can speak, yeah, you can go ahead, do it, you know? yeah. I said, I said, do you know what your name means? Wow. I said, is your, is your name Max or Maximus? He goes, well, no, it's Max. I said, well, actually, it's Maximus. Hmm. I said, Max derives from Maximus. <laughs> and his mom's like nodding her head. She's like, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> and he's looking at his mom like, well, you never call me Maximus. You know what I mean? Like, it's like <laughs> that okay, awkward what, what, moment. My you name know? is Maximus? What? <laughs> and I said, hey, man, I just... I wanted to tell you actually what your name means and what it comes from. I said that for the Latin term of Maximus, it means the greatest or the largest. Mm. And I looked at him and, and instantly God told me, he goes, tell him I've been waiting to tell him who he is. And I think sometimes you just need that miracle of that person to come to you mm. and tell you who they who you are. Yeah. Even if you can't hear. Yeah. See, the blind man needed God to tell him who he was. He needed to show him yep. who he was. And it's funny, he wasn't even looking for Jesus. He, he wasn't was, even he, he was just like chilling. You know what's funny like, is, what? Huh? What? Okay. This yeah. kid that I talked to wasn't looking for it. <laughs> he Think he about was that. so introverted to himself. You could tell how introverted he was. And I said, I said, you know what? I said, I don't know if your mom's ever told you. She goes, you know, I don't know why, but I never have. I said, I know why. And she looked at me kind of puzzled. I said, because God was actually waiting for me to tell him. Hmm. It wasn't that you did anything wrong. I said, but sometimes God needs the, the random person That's right. to have enough faith and obedience to give you the direction, to let you know and remind you. And I told, I told Max, I said, Max, you've always been great. You've always had greatness. You were born great your name identifies who you are but until someone lets you know who you are mm -hmm. until you are aware in the revelation of who you are you cannot live in that greatness you can have greatness your whole life but if you're not told what the greatness is yeah it could be waiting for you but if you don't have the revelation of what the greatness is for you You'll never be able to act in the greatness that you're called to. And that, to me, is the disruption that Jesus bring. He bring eternity. He disrupt. I got to read what I just put down a few minutes ago. 
Do it, bro. Sorry. Think about it, Jay. Bear as with you're me. looking that up, think about it. He could he could have been coming from a home environment where, you know, someone was putting him down, or a school totally. environment where where someone was putting him down, totally. and, and he's like at church with his mom because he has to be. Totally, it could have been any. Right? And he's I have like, no idea. Oh God, and they could have been like my hair and some some yeah. random disruptor. Hey, hey, what's your name? Yep. Think about it, John chapter nine. Hey, 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 what's your name? Hey. Bro, this is what God was saying to me. Jesus didn't just disrupt, <coughs> excuse me. Jesus didn't just disrupt an industry. He disrupted eternity. Mm. Man. Dude, only God could disrupt eternity. Dude, you could disrupt a sport. You could disrupt an industry. You could create Facebook. You could create Instagram. LeBron. You could be LeBron James. You could have. You could have invented electricity. Yep. But God, He disrupted everything, bro. Mm. He disrupted eternity for you. That's what He disrupted. He made a way for eternity for you, not just a season, not just a time period for you to discover something mm. or to be great, bro. He disrupted eternity for you. He created eternity for you. Come on. That's good, bro. Oh, bro. Okay, That's I'm, actually good. I, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting my, that. that was amazing. What? <laughs> amazing, Jared. Come uh, on. Insane. Name your next son, Max, if you're I'm listening. What yeah. is in this wine? <laughs> it's the blood of Christ okay, right so now. I'm, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting a little rocked right here, you guys, and Come I want to share, I wanna share what's happening in this moment. Yeah. Um, so we were just talking and 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 really going down this whole this whole place about disruption and blindness and spiritual spirituality and religious mindsets, and really the pool of Siloam. Mm. And when we look at that, you know, we we've talked about dude, before you get do this wine you brought. You're welcome. That's <laughs> stupid good. Some, I'm just being so, listen, some Sorry. priest would would wash the steps with water and others with wine. And I'm just I'm just kidding. That was <laughs> bro. Make no joke, dude. He bring it. Greg, check this out. Ready for this? Yep. Listen to the, listen to this history, you guys, because you know me. I'm the history. I love the I'm the history guy in the room. Yep. I love the history yeah. side. Call me the Josephus side. Um, <laughs> so this pool that Jesus healed sent this man to to be healed mm. of what blindness yep check this out it was located in the city of david and runs through and is at the mouth of hezekiah's tunnel okay some of us we've been there greg we, we've walked this we've walked seen down it. the ladies would go and draw water from it and get water i mean it was a city yeah so this is during jesus time let me take you back to david oh come on My listen favorite. to the correlation so we know how tight the city of David is right there, right? Mm -hmm. In this exact spot of the city of David is where the, the spot where King David, when the Ark of the Covenant was coming through town, tore off his clothes and danced naked before the Lord in exuberant joy and where his wife, Michael, Saul's daughter, mocked him and made fun of him. And what happened to her? She was cursed, barren. 100%. Yep. So you have got this exact place of the city of David where a religious mindset that mocks mm. the freedom 
and mocks the empowerment and the spirit of God and the joy of life. How many people today, we talk to people all the time in the church, out of the church that are so hurt by being judged for whatever extravagance it is that they worship or they run after God or they speak in tongues too loud or we put all these religious Mom. things like, oh, don't answer your phone during during the set because we're recording the service to put right. it out there. Look, right. not judging people, but let's just Bring speak it. truth. Come like, on. If that stuff is, is, is offending people and is offending people and holding people captive to not pursuing the presence and purposes of God in their life and for what's going on around us, then it's the wrong thing because mm. it's a binder. It's not a freer. Think about right. That. And so we have this this example where Michael goes barren for mocking through a religious mindset. God's loved chosen one, David. Mm. Think about this. Yep. And in the very spot, the very spot where her barrenness and her her curse happened, the Lord said, look, years later, my son is going to come and use this same exact area. It's right on top of it. And there's a living a, a body of water. That is going to be called these pools of Saloa where people are going to be sent. And I'm going to use it as one of the biggest examples in my son's life. Mm. And he's going to restore somebody, yay, even against the same religious mindset on, that existed That's this good. much later. And you guys, it does, hasn't changed. Yeah, we, uh, Greg, Jerry, on, it blows my mind. Preach. Can I just kind of get a rabbit trail for a minute? Come on. Yeah, do it. Do yeah, it, so bro. Box, it blows my mind on how many how many Christians I talk to today. Been raised. I've been look. I'm I'm gonna say I've been blessed, man. I've been raised in a, in an environment in the where I was raised was probably in one of the most rich environments of modern day Christianity you could ever believe. Oh, I won't absolutely. go into detail here, but I'm talking I know the details, people who I I've, who I was raised that I sat on laps that prayed over me, laid hands on me. Um, are the people these in are the world legacies. renowned revivalists? Yeah, these, so these are the know. people in the faith today that that everyone's reading about, trying to reproduce because they were the the OGs back in the day, right in the 70s and 80s. But and I don't say that like look at me. I I, I feel blessed to have been around this. And so maybe because I was young and I was been around this at a very deep level since I was born, like literally born into a mindset and being able to see things in a certain way. But it blows my mind on how many Christians today don't understand we're in a spiritual battle. Mm. And the battle that we're fighting as Christians is the battle of relationship versus the battle of religion. It is the differentiator of everything. Everything we do as Christians is under one of two mindsets. It's either birthed out of love, Jared, you were talking about this a little bit earlier, which is a relationship, or it's birthed out of fear, which comes at it from a religious mindset, right? Come on. I'm scared to do this. I can't do this. I'm going to hold you back because of this. And we have religion on one side. We have relationship on the other, but it blows my mind, Greg. Come on. Come how, on. Many, how many men and women don't understand how battles work? We think, hey, Jesus walked the earth. This is how it happens. So that's all been set free. He came and died for it all. Um, No. Mm. He came and died so you would be set free, that you would have through free will to pick up your cross, to follow him, to lay down your right, to be right and all that stuff, that you would be set free. Yeah. But the, the dweller in this world, the fallen angel who took a third of the angels from heaven with him to earth mm-hmm. still has dominion over earth until Jesus returns. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Yep. But because of this, we're in a battle where we take and we give. We take and we come give. On. We don't have the ability as men and women of God 
to walk through this life and look at our own self and be self-centered and think it's about us. It's about my relationship with him when there's so many people around us that are broken and hurting mm. and potentially going to have an eternal uh, reality that's much different than ours, right? And and, and, and they're going to have that simply because you choose to pass them in the street. Mm. To, you, you simply choose to decide, oh, God's big enough. He'll take care of them. Oh, someone else will do it. And the reality is wow. when you do that, you're choosing a religious mindset at every level instead of, of a relationship. And when you do that, it's creating a false sense of, of God. Mm. It's an anti-Christ center mm-hmm. that resembles these Pharisees and these rabbis of the day, who, by the way, still today, if you go, if you go to Israel, been there, go down to the Wailing Wall, go worship at the Wailing Wall on, on Shabbat. Yep, you're gonna have you're gonna have men and women, massive um, God's people, man, my people. I love these people. Yep, but they have no idea who Jesus is because they they're waiting for him to first show up, which is, and they have no idea. They don't understand that not only has you shown up, gone to the grave, been re- raised. The Holy Spirit has been has been released on earth. And guess what? The Holy Spirit is so strong at the Western Wall. And if you're listening, you've been there. You know what I'm talking about. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, I man. took pastors with us. Um, we were there years ago and went down and we danced like crazy because the presence of God was so Come strong. On. But we looked around us and these men had no idea. Yeah, They had no idea. Come on. Because religion. Look, Greg, religion isn't always bad. Let, hear me. Religion can be good when it submits to the will of God right. and to the heartbeat of Christ. Yep. Religion is not good when Christ is removed from it and it makes it about works yep. and it makes it about what I can do to get there and it's mm, about me. That's right. See, religion focuses on me. Relationship focuses on others. That's right. And that's where we're at. And so you see this example of of David dancing freely in freedom before the presence of God, the freedom of God, where he felt so comfortable he could be exposed. Come on. Think about that. And the one who was closest to him, the one who should have had his back, his wife, is the very one who mocked him, and she was cursed because of it. You guys, how many people today are we cursing? How many people today walk into our churches? Let's just be real. Come on. Let's tear it down. Let's tear back that, that, that curtain. Yep. How many of us um, are, are, are walking into our churches, but because they walked a different lifestyle before they came to the Lord, or they're battling a lifestyle today, mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out who they are. How does this all make sense to my reality that I know right now? How many of those people are walking to our churches today, never being greeted because they look different, they have that look about them, and the religious mindset of those who are saved are the cloaks that they're wearing instead of the brokenness and righteousness of Christ and they walk right out hurt and actually more bitter about God. Think about because it. Because now Just they've proven hurt. they've been proven what everyone else said was true. But as long as our green rooms are cool and we've got warm food and hot coffee, yep. and I can escape instead of meeting with the broken, but I can Come escape on, and get ready for my next service, I'm good. Yep. And I'm Think just, I'm being that. honest. Look, no, it's good, I, and I believe in the local church. We need the local church. Yep. Greg, we talk about this a lot. All the time. The local church has to be the restoration place for the broken. Yep. It has to be the gathering place of the saints. It's gotta be. Because in his presence, no when we come place. together and we yeah. worship God, there's something supernatural and tangible where heaven invades That's earth. It, That's and solution. where we're together, it's a glimpse of eternity so, that we're going to yep. do for eternity. Yep. And it's the example. It's yep. the best example of what eternity is going to yep. be like on earth is the local 
church. Come on. Jesus said, don't forsake the local assembly. I mean, it's, it's there. He wants us there. But come on. Jesus was a disruptor. He was. In the church, Greg, we talked about this, you and I, off, offset today. Yep. In the church and out of the church. He came in and used language that wasn't allowed in church. No. If, if, the, if the religious <laughs> leaders heard him use things like, you brood of vipers, that was like me yep. saying, F you. Yep. That, it was worse than that. Yep. I was, I was announcing, I or, was, I was cursing you at every level I could, I could ever say. You it, get stoned it, for If that. you walked yeah. into church, just think about this. If you walked into church and said, hey, what's up, dude? I'm God. They would escort you out the building as a psycho. Like, like you can't say you're God. You can't, you can't say that. This guy's lost. Think his about mind. that. Yeah. And, and the good thing is we've got, I, I want to say this cause it might come off like we don't. And I want, I want to say what we believe cause I know we all do is dude, we're connected to some amazing churches. Here. Absolutely. I mean, gosh, let's just call some out. Can we Incredible. guys, come the on. we're in Vacaville, right? We're in California, Northern California. Yep. We've got the father's house in town. Oh. I mean, pastors, Dave and Donna Patterson are amazing pioneers in the spirit. They're sojourners for the local body come and on. have done disruptive things yep. ever since day one. And they're givers. They're not yep. like looking at themselves. They're trying to figure out how can we give more away? Come right. On. We know this about the culture. Yep. Of what's They've there. changed the city. Of yeah. Right. Yeah. We've got, right. the, we've got the mission. Mission, the which mission has for is a forefronter for Dave and uh, Deborah Crone. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. The prophetic, amazing. I mean, yep. Prophetic ministries, amazing, worldwide. amazing. Yeah. And so we've got these church bodies, you guys, that we're connected to in town. And that's just a couple, you guys. We got Jeremy uh, over at Valley. We got a bunch of yeah, these Valley guys, right? Valley again, incredible. amazing uh, legacy community in Vacaville oh, yeah. that yep. that has got such a legacy, rich, rich, rich um, yep. uh, legacy of sacrifice, and where Come God on. is is breathing new fire in the church through yep. through that body. Um, but we see all these different groups. So I want to say this because it's not, it's not a church issue, meaning it's not a building issue. It's not, it's not that church. No, it's it's not a not mindset a that has plagued that's the it. church. Yeah. That's what we're addressing. That's what, that's what we're addressing. We're talking about a mindset, yeah, a mindset. That, that plagues the believers that says, I've got to become something and yep. sit in this perfect spot yep. because that's here. But yep. this is, this is what I love you guys. Let's talk about Luke 12, 49, 53. I have come to bring fire on earth yep. and I, and how I wish it were already kindled, but I have a baptism to undergo and what constraint I'm under until it is completed. Do you know that I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division from now on, there will be five in one family divided, uh, divided against each other, three against two, two against three. There will be divided father against son and son against father, mother against daughter, daughter mm. against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Mm. He's saying, look, I'm coming to change the mindset because the moment we think we've got that it figured was Jesus out, speaking. this was Just Jesus so speaking. Know, that was Jesus. He's saying, Christ. look, I didn't come to bring peace, like peace on mm-hmm. earth, goodwill to me. Like, that's great. Who, but, who wrote that? Was that Luke? Yes, that's okay. Luke. Luke was the doctor. He he was yes. the detail-oriented author. He's going to write it perfect. It's This isn't John, the, the guy that's emotions. like big picture. No. You know, God loves the world. Not, not that that's not true, but this is, this is found in the gospel of Luke, which is detail, detail. Yeah, and I don't want to go into this right now, guys, but I think in the future where we're going with this is yep. because we've been talking about this a lot is we'll get into some, some hopefully some episodes where we're really breaking down um, th- this idea about 
these different subgroups within the the church culture today yep. and how we've noticed there's division between the two yep. and really what are each there for and and, and what what's the purpose because because God came he is peace but he came to divide mm. he came he came to bring division not division against people understand this he came to bring division against mindsets mindsets that separated us from people instead of cause us to run towards people. Think about that. I want to, I want to say too, like there is, there's a mindset right now. And, um, just to bring this up, I, I honestly can't, can't say what's true or what's not, because I'm not going to claim to see, I don't know. I I don't know, but I, I know what I see, um, that there's methodologies, there's methodologies that are that are trumpeted more than Jesus. Mm-hmm. So when we get together and we have leaders meetings, okay, like check in on this, check in on this. When we get together and we have leaders meetings, is it about Jesus or is it about methodology? And I'm not trying to backseat drive or or whatever, but I'm just saying I, I have I have listened and I've 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 seen and I've been a oh well I have you know 27 people in this and I have 27 people in that and yes we're talking about relationship and yes that's a that's a good that's a good core to that's a that's a good way to get it involved and I guess I'm I'm asking how do is that something that's disruptive like how do we you know, how do we approach that? Is it something, you know, because that's something that the local church really, you know, it, it addresses right now. Like, Hey, you need to be in a small group. You need to do this. You need to be here. And if you're not in a small group, Oh, you're disconnected or Uh, let's, let's talk about that. Because this is the real, this is the disruption. I want to address that. Well, that's in my heart too. Um, I'm going to go to the story where Jesus fed the 5,000. Um, right now in the mega church structure, it's about numbers. Okay. Right. It is. It is absolutely about numbers. We're jumping off a cliff right now and here we go. And (laughs) so I don't, here, here, here's a disclaimer. I'm a part of a big church. Right. I don't think that they don't impact their community. They do an amazing amount for their community. They love their community in general. They love their community what the heart behind it is is good there's a good heart behind something there when you get to a certain level a certain point where the machine is running and it's no longer you running the machine it overtakes and there's a requirement that is comes upon you okay And here's the thing, when we focus on numbers, when we focus on how much we're doing, how many people we're affecting, we're actually not focusing on Jesus. We can say we are all we want, but that is a self-inward-looking approach. I find it very funny that Jesus impacted 5,000 people with one fish, one loaf, and one miracle. That's a mega church impact with one act. Hmm. 
Here, mm. Here's what I find really funny. Wow. Here, and here's the revelation I feel like I'm getting for myself. And I'm not saying this is like the word and I'm not even saying this is right. But for myself, what I'm really realizing for myself is God saying to me, Jared, if you want to impact people, it's not about numbers. It's about the one. It's about people. Yeah. It's just about people. It's about the one. Mm-hmm. Bro, you could do, you could impact one person mm-hmm. so greatly that they're impacted and they impact a million people. Mm-hmm. You know who that person's name is? Billy Graham. That man gave his life to the Lord. And the person that led him to the Lord made one act of sacrifice, one moment mm-hmm. to take that guy and say, hey, do you know Jesus? Do you know how much he loves you? Mm. That one person has affected the greatest effect on humanity. I believe this is at stats. He is solely the most impactful evangelist who has ever lived and preached the gospel Mm -hmm. in the history of the world. Mm -hmm. He's affected that many people. Think about the guy who took his time or woman, whoever it was, who led him to the Lord, who discipled him, who took him under their wing, who encouraged him, who pushed him up. Instead of themselves, instead of leveling themselves up with him or putting themselves on stage with him, they put him up mm-hmm. and lifted him up before themselves to, to do one thing. They weren't looking for someone to impact millions and millions and millions of hundreds of millions of people in that act. Right. All they did was care about the one. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to impact. They just wanted to Come see on. their life changed. You've been listening to the Forward Thinker Podcast. You can contact us or join our community at forwardthinkerpodcast.com.